Hey, this is Keith. Or some actor playing Keith, I'm not really sure anymore. But um, we're coming to the end. The end of my Los Angeles con spree. But before I leave, I have some scores to set and discover a couple truths to be revealed. It's all going to come down to the season finale of Rideshare Episode X. It's going to drop on December 3rd. Now, until then, I want you to catch up by binge listening the first season. And I suggest that you do exactly as I say. Or you're going to miss all the fun. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's Breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. This is Flint Dilly, and I really enjoyed being on the Knowing is Half the Podcast. That's my real voice. He never gives up. He'll stay till the fight. One G.I. Joe will dare. G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast. This week, we're not talking about the G.I. Joe cartoon show. Because this is what we refer to as a special bank episode. I mean, we're still kind of... Get on the bank bus, everybody. Get on the bank bus. One of us is out of town or got sick or could not do the show. So you're listening to this episode. It's a bank. Um, Can I level with you? I probably just fell asleep. And uh, you guys have been like texting and calling. Hey, we're, we're recording an episode this week. And I'm like, Chan, mm-hmm. we're literally outside your apartment right now to come in and record. Yeah. Yep. We we talked about this literally an hour ago. Yep. Uh, most likely. So here we are. We're doing G.I. Joe Find Your Fate series. This is uh, book one. This is the first one, guys. Starting off strong. It's called Operation Star Raider by Eric Affaby. And Ooh. if you're going to tell me right now that's not a joke pen name from somebody who's a Monty Python fan, yeah. I will... I will I will call you names. Oh, wow. Eric the Affabee. Hold on. Is this a real person? Am I totally wrong? Well, here's the thing. I I Googled Eric Affabee. Oh. And what Mm -hmm. pops up over there on the little right-hand side? R.L. Stein? Yep. Yep. Oh, are you serious? I R. L. think Stein it might be pen a pen name. A pen name of R.L. Stein yeah. is Eric Appleby? Robert you... Lawrence Stein, stump, sometimes known as Jovial Bob Stein and Eric Affaby. Oh, crap. See, sometimes I can see some stuff for what it is. That is so crazy. <laughs> you said something earlier, too. You were looking in the back, and uh, there were like other Steins that had written... Uh... That is correct. Uh, Operation Death Ray is one of the other ones written by Megan Stein and H. William Stein. Megan Stein and H. William Stein. Uh, how do you spell that, Megan? Uh, M-E-G-A-N. Okay. And H. William Stein? H. William Stein. Uh, that comes up in Google as a... Uh, uh, oh, no. She's the editor-in-chief of Real You Guys, author of more than 100 books. Different people. So the, the Stein thing is just a coincidence. Okay. Well, there you go. But it's spelled the same way, S-T-I-N-E. So yeah, uh, there's why. more than two yeah. people in the nation who spelled it S-T-I-N-E. So we I'm going to look up. Hold on. I'm looking up right now. Name popularity. Of Stein? Well, let me just say right now, we just learned something about R.L. Stein, and he's even cooler in my book now because he made a Monty Python reference his his pen name. That is pretty great. Eric the Affabee. I think that's so. I think that's cooler. I don't even need to do the book now, guys. I'm out. <laughs> but also, this book was written by R.L. Stein, yeah. who we agree was the best author of these books we'd come across so far. Out of yeah, like of three the three of them. we've done, and one was clearly G.V. McCray, an intern that was cobbling together leftover. That was uh, a rough one. Po- uh, uh, post-it notes. That's a rough one. Well, while you're looking up the the name Stein, let me read you the back of the book so we know Eight where billion. we're at. Yeah, that's how many Eight Steins billion? there are in the world. Yeah, wow, more than I thought there'd be. Uh, the GI. This is also book one, so he could have not want to put his name on it because he didn't know if this would like become a thing. So if it was just going to be a one or a two off, he could just like throw it away. But once uh-huh. he started like feeling like good about the project, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he started putting his real name it. on it. Well, no, I think yeah, possibly also it's like the uh, Richard Bachman thing is the sort of thing that he probably cranked him out pretty quick. Yeah, um, and didn't want to sort of saturate it. 
because if it looked like Arl Stein did all of the um, great point the find your fate books then it'll you know it this he looks like he didn't want to brag he didn't want to well no this looks like they they they've managed to get all these authors in and it's a you know a well respected series rather than just like one dude yeah. plugging away in his in his basement even if that dude is mother bleeping RL Stein right mm-hmm. i mean Respect. he was he wasn't RL Stein in 1985 well, i mean he still was he wasn't RL Stein. <laughs> Stein that we all know that is correct no back then he was Eric Affaby he was still oh uh, yeah i'm trying to think of when the earliest books that i read but it was pro- it was probably the 90s yeah well, here we go. So the G- the back of the book here, the G.I. Joe team must protect a top-level nuclear scientist in Operation Star Raider. That's what we're reading. Your code name is Wise Guy because you were able to think Richard fast. Richard Grieco? Yep. <laughs> yeah. You were able to think fast and make snap decisions under pressure. Snake Eye, Spirit, Blowtorch, and Ripcord are among the Joes in your outfit. Your assignment is to keep Dr. Newton Fitzsimmons safe while he visits the U.S. Defense Department with the plans for his new nuclear anti-missile device called the Star Raider. So this is like Reagan-era Star Wars anti-missile a system is deal. It a nucle- is it an, an anti-missile device that is powered by nuclear power well, or a is it a, uh, intended to defeat nuclear missiles? Okay, I believe if I'm reading if I'm reading it by the letter, it's a nuclear device to stop missiles. But I believe the intention is it's a device to stop nuclear missiles. Mm. If I'm going to mm. assume what I think it's about in I 1985, this is what happens when uh, Eric Affaby is also writing as R.L. Stein and possibly also Megan Stein and H. <laughs> William Stein. Yeah, he loses uh, loses details. Uh, okay, so basically, you have a scientist and you're trying to get him to Washington D.C. safely. That's the premise of the book. Got it. Um, the underground headquarters. Welcome to the pit. As we all know, that's where the uh, books take place. Yes, uh-huh. indeed. The new underground ed- headquarters of G.I. Joe's is your new home. Your code name is Wise Guy. Major talent to think fast, make wise decisions under pressure. Your assignment is <laughs> strategy specialist. Make wise decisions wise under pressure. Guy. God, wise that. guy is more like. Yeah, that's not what wise guys means in yeah. any context. Yeah. But, uh, hey, you know, like the three wise guys came <laughs> to Bethlehem and gave, okay. wisely gave gifts to Jesus. I did a little bit of looking ahead, so there's a little bit of reading here at the start. So uh, 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 before our first decision, so I've I apologize. Do it in funny voices or not at all, I've Ray. already tuned out, so don't hey, worry Hey, hey, guys. Is that, that would get really off-putting, I though, after a very... Go, I'm going to go kill myself. <laughs> hey, can you move any faster, Ripcord? What's your problem? Did you jump out of too many airplanes without a parachute? Blowtorch gives Ripcord a playful shove as you follow a group of Joes through the armored corridor. I will tell. I will say this: Arl Stein does not have the same grasp of uh, witty repartee that most of our GI Joe writers do. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. Uh, where's the fire, Blowtorch? Ripcord replies, shoving him back. The other GI Joes laugh. You're walking through a second level of the pit towards the briefing room. It's oh six hundred hours on Sunday morning. You can understand why your fellow GI Joes are a bit edgy. Why has Duke, your sergeant, called a briefing session at this hour? It must be important. You enter the low ceiling room and take your place along the long table. There are seven of you waiting in silence for Duke to enter. Hey, I smell smoke. Mutt cries, jumping up from his seat. Why What's burning in here? Books? Don't worry about that. I screwed up. <laughs> <laughs> Smells like burning rubber. Airtight says with a peculiar grin on his face. It's my boot, Mutt cries. He begins stamping his foot, trying to put out the fire. Airtight, you idiot. you made that voice, you should stick with it. This is no time for your stupid practical jokes. But that is such a terrible voice. Yeah, Mm -hmm. sorry. Why would we want to hear it? To be fair, I can't remember how he really sounds. So (laughs) He sounds like largely a normal guy. Yeah. So that was a weird one to put it on. Like, it was a roadblock. I could see you uh, trying to make a... Uh, a stab at the roadblock voice, but um, I do gung ho. I'll try the gung ho voice. Oh boy. Uh, anyway, airtight falls off his chair laughing. By the way, airtight's a practical joker. That's where this is coming from. The other GI Joes are laughing too, mainly because it didn't happen to them. Ooh, Schadenfreude. Blowtorch doesn't laugh. Fire is not a joking matter to him. Mutt angrily leaps at airtight, but Snake Eyes pulls him back with Who a simple flick of the wrist. Who is it a joking matter for? Uh, fire ain't no joke. Well, that's a great question. And you're ta- you're talking to a target audience uh, that could take fire for granted and end up with severe burns. I'd like to that's blame true. Eric Affaby for many burn victims across the United States. I will say it's good that these books don't have to follow standards and practices that the cartoon does. It's <laughs> a good point. Because it would never make it past. Is Eric Affaby, would he have an accident? Well, you step in, you say, you shouldn't play jokes on Mutt. You tell Airtight, who is still laughing, Mutt spends so much time with dogs, he's likely to bite your leg. 
You're right. He gave his own mother rabies. Airtight shoots Whoa, back. Whoa, from... Wow. Everyone oh, laughs. Is, these, are, these are cutting real deep. Yeah. yeah. Like, again, Stein doesn't understand, like, uh, the level at which they should be bantering. Yeah, yeah. Well, and he's just like, yeah, I fucked your mother. <laughs> like, what? Whoa. Where do we go? We're just saying, like, hey, man. We're just being chill, and all of a sudden, you just... Whoa, you took it to 11 for no good reason. <laughs> uh, here's how you know it got real, though. Everyone laughs, even Spirit, Whoa. who usually disapproves of rowdiness. Nope, sorry. Oh. I don't buy this Spirit's at all. Spirit's into it. This character is... He doesn't know the characters at all. Uh, but the laughter stops immediately when Duke enters the briefing room. Time to get serious, guys, he says, rubbing his hands slowly through his short blonde hair. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a small job for you. Hey, what is the mission? Turn to page 20. I think I will do that. What? Why didn't you? Look. I hate the uh, uh, the gratuitous use of turn to page. If there's no uh-huh. choice, yeah. don't maybe turn the yeah. damn page. Just tell me. I agree. Me. I agree. Duke switches on the slide projector and a face appears on the screen. It's a face of a man with wavy white hair, piercing blue eyes, and a short cropped white mustache. This man is dressed in a long white lab coat. He is Dr. Newton Fitzsimmons, Duke mm-hmm. says. He's an Australian scientist. Do oh, I get to take a crack at that? Oh, boy. And this is Dr. Fitzsimmons' invention. He clicks the next slide. It's a small red metal device. It doesn't look like much, does it? But it's a heavy-duty machine. What is it exactly, Sarge, you ask? Well, it's called the Star Raider. It's a nuclear anti-missile device, Duke answers. It could be launched from any kind of space satellite. You better believe that the boys in the Pentagon are real eager to see how this little beauty works. And that's where we come in. We're going to uh, borrow it from the scientist, Airtight asks. What? That's too simple, Duke asks. We're not going to steal it. I wouldn't need you guys for that. No. Who would would he be calling to steal it now that he thinks about it? Firefly. Well, he's Duke. Is he just got Firefly on the cell phone? <laughs> I mean, he's the only one that they can trust to get a job done. That's a good point. Except that he's Cobra. I mean, Cobra hires him, but I think it was pretty clear based on his file card that... Uh, he's a freelancer? He's a, yeah. Well, it's weird because G.I. Joe has the budget. I mean, we've seen them waste countless trillions of dollars. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Think they can't afford Firefly? I mean, he's expensive, but not that expensive, I wouldn't think. I don't know. Well, anyway, uh, it seems the Defense Department has invited Dr. F. to Washington. He's agreed to fly here and bring his plane for the star- plans for the Star Raider to show the big boys of the Pentagon. And our job, you ask? Well, our job is to protect Dr. F. during his visit to the U.S. I like that we don't even want to write Fitzsimmons anymore. It's just Dr. <laughs> F. Yeah, why don't you just come up with a name? That sh- why not just like Dr. Fitz? Dr. Yeah. French. Cool. Dr. Frank. Yeah. Something shorter. Uh, you, Duke says, you see, I've left out one detail. Cobra, it seems knows about the Star Raider, and Cobra also knows about the doctor's visit to Washington. My guess is they'll try something, anything, to get those plans for themselves. Bum, bum, yeah. Well, I think Buzz Dixon said uh, he thinks Cobra has nuclear weapons, so it makes sense that they would want that. Sure. You look around the table at the G.I. Joe team that will be with you on this mission. Snake Eyes, the silent master of the martial arts. Mm. Ripcord, the paratrooper. Blowtorch, the fire expert. Mm. Spirit, the soldier with the special skills of a Native American medicine man. Whoa. <laughs> Yikes. Have, have we read any of these that haven't been mildly racist? Uh, no. <laughs> Uh, Airtight, whose specialty is chemical warfare and whose hobby is practical jokes. And Mutt, the feisty dog handler. Cobra should know better than to tangle with this group. Duke presents you with two different plans for protecting Dr. Fitzsimmons and his invention. As the strategy specialist for the team, you will have to decide which plan to put into operation. Turn to page four, read both plans carefully, and then decide your course. I told you there was reading at the front. Okay, here we go, guys. We got a file. Wise guy, for your eyes only, Operation Star Raider, two strategies. Plan A, in full view. Object, to throw Cobra off track by doing what they'd least expect. Background, Fitzsimmons' plane will land at Kennedy Airport, New York. He will then be taken to Washington. Fitzsimmons will arrive on Parade Day in New York City. It was for Pride Day. That's very exciting. Is it Pride Day or Parade Day? It says Parade, but I'd like to believe. It's the only parade uh, he I knows in about. Washington, D.C. Yeah. He, 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 yeah. Uh, Does, per- wait, parade day th- in New York City. Do you think that... Uh, uh, oh, then they're talking about the Macy's the, Thanksgiving Day Parade, man. Yeah, do you think the Thanksgiving Day Parade is a gay pride parade? <laughs> well, also the Rose Bowl Parade. Do you think that that is a gay pride parade? You're telling me it isn't? I mean, roses, I guess. Chan, we're all one people. Giant Snoopy balloons. I think we should have every day be a pride parade. 
Well, a giant parade in honor of all the other parade. Oh, my gosh. What is this? Okay, it's parade day in New York City. A giant parade in honor of all the other parades that are held in the city is scheduled. What? A giant parade a, in a, honor a of all parade? the other parades that are so held in the city. Is there gonna, are there going to be individual floats representing other, other parades? Yeah. Yes. Apparently, yeah. yes. Oh, And I, they would I have would a pride this. float, and therefore I am still correct. I would watch this. What is this Inception bullshit? <laughs> <laughs> the strategy. Don't try to hide Dr. Fitzsimmons. Have him ride in the parade up Fifth Avenue with the mayor in full view of everyone. At the end of the parade route, the mayor gets out. The car continues on, accompanied by the Joe team to their meeting in uh, meeting place in Washington. The rationale: Cobra will be totally surprised. Also, be next to impossible for them to kidnap Fitzsimmons from an official limo in the middle of a crowded parade. Mm-hmm. You just mm-hmm. put him on the parade, take him to the thing. That's mm-hmm. that's not a bad idea. Plan B. Oh, here you go, Gina. Mountain retreat. Object. I'm going Plan B to get Doctor Fitzsimmons to the most hidden, secluded place possible. Background: Snake Eyes owns a small cabin in the High Sierras. Uh, Snake Eyes is a homeowner. Whoa. Yes. He no. deals in real estate. I had not well, thought. He bought it from the twins. Apparently. Well, where he goes there to escape from the world with his pet wolf. I already know Gina's in. It yep. is secret and secluded as far as Cobra knows. Cobra is unaware. As far as it is known, Cobra is unaware of it. Uh, strategy, take Fitzsimmons directly from the plane to this hidden cabin in the mountains. Have the def- DD uh, officials, the Defense Department officials, meet with him there to see his plans. They fly, then fly him back to Australia. Rationale, he could be gotten in and out of the country without Cobra ever noting where he went. Also, the mountain cabin should be easy to defend against Cobra should it happen to locate Fitzsimmons. Do we want to go in full view or mountain retreat? You guys, what are the, what are the options here? Okay, here's the thing. Full view, maybe we would get to see some of the cool floats. Mountain escape has a mountain escape and maybe a wolf. Maybe a wolf. That's also, I thing. feel like people might be put in charge of snacks. Someone might make weed brownies. Someone else will like... Like, I feel like mountain retreat is like them being like, oh, I what think, pajamas are you going to I bring? think you're confusing uh, Snake Eyes' retreat that he, he tries to escape <laughs> from the world uh, with... The comedy, uh, uh, <laughs> big bear cabin, big trip? bear cabin trips that we go yeah. on on a regular basis, where as you say, there's a lot of <laughs> drugs and terrible things happening. I don't go They're on gonna... those trips for the record. They are full of hedonistic. S- no, you should sadism. come. You should come. We play a lot of celebrity. What's, what is celebrity? Oh, it's fun. Yeah, it's weed and party games is what it is. <laughs> it board games, and if you want it, weed and weed brownies. Sometimes there's a hot tub. Well, yeah. There's a lot of booze. None of those things were listed in this option here. I'm assuming they well, Hold on. Let me look at it again. <laughs> Plan B, mountain retreat. Uh, strategy. Take Fitzsimmons with some weed brownies, booze, board games, and the game celebrity with Gina and yeah. and all the comedy people she knows in LA that um she'll be seen in public with mm. uh and then hang out for like a weekend and I I'm choosing option A. All right, I'm on board for option A just because I want to see what the float of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade looks like. <laughs> That's pretty yeah. good. Here's yeah, the deal. Yeah. I think option A is the better choice here. I also like the fact that it's not as intrusive on Snake Eyes' personal space. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, someone is going to get up there and immediately take a huge dump. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Suddenly, the, somebody yanks the refrigerator door off its hinges. Yeah, uh, someone's going to microwave cheese for too long. So oh, gonna start gross. <laughs> going through the drawers and, you know, that's not yours to look at. Snake Eyes got any porn? <laughs> I need to go beat one out. <laughs> I just took a huge dump in the toilet. Just all the horrible things happening to his bathroom. I just, it just. <laughs> also, also, you guys, terrible. this is going to be a one bathroom affair. Oh, yeah. And you're going to yeah. cram a whole bunch of Joes in there. Oh, and everyone Mm-mm. knows those toilets are low flow and oh, easily clog. Jeez. <laughs> I don't want to have to call someone up to clean out the septic tank. Okay, so we're going to parade. Day. I agree with you guys. I think that's the right decision. Just uh, tactically, I think it's a better decision. Mm-hmm. So here we go. Uh, nice weather for parade day, you say, as you and the G.I. Joe team roar onto the runway at Kennedy Airport on your turbo cycles. Yeah. Wow, we all have turbo cycles, <laughs> yes, huh? we do. Sweet. Better than wheels. Remember wheels from Operation Weapons Disaster? Is that what I drew oh, a picture geez. of? Yeah, it is what you drew a picture yeah. of, yeah. How he had his... Uh, it was silly. Uh, uh, hey, Blowtorch, what in blazes are you doing with that flamethrower? We're issued automatic pistols for this gig. Gig. Sue me. I'm an old-fashioned kind of guy, Blowtorch replies. You're going to a fucking parade. Going to a parade. With thousands of people around you. you. The last... Okay, A, the last thing you want are machine pistols. 
It's uh, not a great choice. Just no. a full on automatic to uh, try and take people out. Uh, B further back from the last thing you could possibly want is a goddamn flamethrower. Not only will you set the people on fire, but you would set the floats on fire. Not to mention if there's balloons. Oh, God. Think about the helium explosion. This is a disaster waiting yeah. to happen. Yeah. Maybe your strategy is good. So uh, you hear a roar above you. It's Ripcord hovering over the runway in an unmarked skycopter. Here comes Dr. F, you say. You see a white-haired man walking down the steps carrying a small gray dog. Well, there's a dog. Okay. You okay. hop off your turbo cycle and run over to the scientist. You could have just rode the cycle up to him, but I guess that's that's old time. This way, doctor. It's we a have turbo a- cycle. You don't just oh, use that. Yeah, you have to point it at people. And- and there's a dog. You don't want to scare the dog. Mm-hmm. This way, doctor. We have a car waiting to take you to the parade in the city. Dr. Fitzsimmons smiles. He had been briefed on the plans. This is France. Oh, wait, he's Australian. Oh, I'm guessing this, this isn't This is really France. Him. Crikey. Yeah? I'm guessing this isn't him. He says, holding the dog up to you, I, I, I can't do it. <laughs> I never go anywhere. I can't do it without France. I can't do an Australian accent, guys. Wow. That, you gave up You could have even quick. tried like a British one. I never go anywhere different. without France. Yeah, there you go. Oh, okay, there I'll you take go. Yeah. <laughs> I like that Like if Ray gets a D minus on his impression. <laughs> it's like it's like your slow kid. Still, You're just like, you did good. it. Yeah, you did you it, Ray. You a gold star. You're not going to repeat second grade it's again. It's not like your slow kid, Ray. <laughs> you are our slow kid. You still, we still true. give you a gold star, but we have to we have to make sure you, to tell you not to eat it each time we give it to you. <laughs> and you know what? For the record, I appreciate that. Uh, a few minutes later, your motorcade, Dr. F, and Franz in the back of the stretch limo, surrounded on all sides by G.I. Joe on turbo cycles, speeds down the Grand Central Parkway towards Manhattan. Hey, wait a minute, you say to yourself. What are all those men doing on that overpass up ahead? Oh, God. You see a group of men carrying some sort of equipment on an overpass above the parkway. Okay, are- no, hold on. This is this- how Kennedy died. No, no, this, oh, so- shit. this sounds suspicious. Let me give you the whole thing in context. Oh, you see a group of men carrying some sort of equipment on an yep. overpass above the parkway. Mm-hmm. Are those high-powered rifles they have up there? See, this is where we're getting... We're getting into a situation that's not good. Should you put your turbo cycle into overdrive and roar up the overpass to see what those men are up to? Or should you signal ripcord into the skycopter above to investigate? Because this could be what you're talking about. This could be a mistake. Right. You right, think right. you see rifles, yeah. but you're at a distance. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to turbo cycle it. You don't want to bring the uh, chopper in on this. Yeah. I, I vote. I vote turbo Ride up yourself or mm-hmm. signal ripcord to investigate. We say ride up yourself. Yeah. 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 Okay. The fewer people you get involved in, in profiling, the safer it'll be. Mm. Oh, shit. You decide to investigate Uh-oh. the men on the overpass yourself. You shift into overdrive, and the turbo cycle pulls away from the motorcade with blinding speed. If those are Cobra agents with rifles up there, your only hope is to mow them down. Ooh. You're going up the ramp now, still picking up speed. You lean forward and prepare for the collision. There they are. Too late the to collision. stop now. Kablam! The collision? You crash right into the group of road engineers and their surveying oh, equipment. Oh, what Good the hell? Lord. You hear them crying out angrily as you squeal to a halt several yards away. Their equipment is crushed and scattered all over the overpass. Why would you... Why are we even handing out turbo cycles no, to people that don't know don't how to, to use ride them. motherfucking motorcycles? No time to apologize. You tell yourself, I've got to get back to the motorcade. But what's that siren behind you? Oh, it's the state police. Yeah. Pulling up beside Go you home, with their guns dummy. drawn. You're going to have some explaining to do now, wise guy. And by the time you're finished, the parade will be long over. Did Dr. F make it to Washington okay? Guess you'll have to hear it from the guys later. For you, this adventure has come crashing to a high-speed... And I uh, vastly wow. underestimated our own skill at our chosen. Yeah. Uh, Why? Vehicle. I just assumed we were good and not terrible. Let's go back and do the um, the helicopter. Let's do the helicopter. Yeah. Yeah. Your, your, your eyes on the overpass ahead. You signal ripcord on your helmet radio. A few seconds later, he calls down his report. No sweat, wise guy. Just a bunch of engineers with surveying equipment. Oh. Uh, you breathe a sigh of relief as the motorcade speeds under the overpass. The rest of the trip to the city is uneventful. Soon after, you're introduced to Dr. Fitzsimmons and friends. You're introducing them to the mayor of New York. Thousands of people line the sidewalks as Parade Day Parade begins. Oh, I love that it's called Parade Day Parade. So good. A marching band starts up a Sousa march as you help the scientist into the back of the limo. And you know what a Sousa march is? Monty Python, once again. That's a John Philip Sousa march. Wait, really? It's the Susan Liberty Marches. Bell march. Yeah. yeah, of course, like the the the, the, the famous uh, dun, 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 Stars and Stripes Forever. 
is the famous one. But I think for Eric Affaby, he'd be doing the Liberty Bell. That's just me. Uh, you help the scientist into the back of the limo next to the grinning mayor. Just wave to the crowd and enjoy the parade. You tell Dr. F will be with you all the way. The driver pulls the limo behind a gigantic flowered float that depicts the Statue of Liberty standing on top of the Empire State Building. That's an amazing float. What? Oh, Read that sentence again. What the, parade is that supposed to be about? The driver pulls the limo behind a gigantic flowered float that depicts the Statue of Liberty. Statue of Liberty. So that's stand, the woman yep. with the torch, and she's standing up tall and proud. Yep. Standing on top of the Empire State Building. On top of the Empire State Building. What float? What if this? If these are supposed to be floats about other parades, what parade has the Statue um, of Liberty standing on top of the Empire State Building? The, it's it's a conglomeration of two parades. Obviously, it's I the think Macy's Day Parade, and they they they're in New York, which has those two things. Obviously, in it. the parade is a commentary on parades. It's called the Parade Day Parade. <laughs> That's right. Um, it's totally ironic. Uh. And now I'm beginning to suspect that, that the whole thing is set up by Cobra. <laughs> no, I'm beginning to suspect that the writers of these books are having a laugh at the expense of children. They're like, children are too stupid to actually figure <laughs> these things out in their head. Yep. What they hear is tank, motorcycle, helicopter as one super beast. Uh, which combines all the best elements of all three of those vehicles. You know about Operation Weapons Disaster, the previous installment of yeah. this. Yeah, okay. and they don't actually think of what that silly, ridiculous thing would look like. What they're saying here is Empire State Building is very tall. The Statue of Liberty is very tall. What if they were both on top of each other? I like that it. would be super tall. Yeah, this... But you don't actually stop to think that if she were on top of um, the Empire State Building, the Empire State Building would be jammed up her asshole. Yeah. Well, not just that. This is Zaphod Beeblebrock syndrome. He wrote it as a lark because he never thought he'd have to visually uh, uh, create it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so it's just a gag of like in the printed word, you can kind of say whatever you want to and make the make the. This is why book writers are so lazy. Uh, make the reader justify it. Just alienated all our book audience. Sorry, book readers. <laughs> uh, well, this is a this is a piece of cake. Blowtorch yells to you about halfway through the parade route. The crowd cheers and boos as the mayor's car slowly goes by. Okay. The mayor is polarizing. Nice. I yeah. like that. Any, any good New York uh, mayor would be. You were about to agree with your teammate when suddenly everything starts to go wrong. Uh -oh. Dot, dot, dot. You hear a loud squeal of tires. The mayor's limo suddenly swerves to the right. Look out. That car's going right into the crowd. Someone uh -oh. screams. People frantically leap out of the way. We're just doomed to kill people with vehicles in this book. It's going to happen. Yep. Uh, the limo roars into the shrieking, horrified crowd. It crashes through a police barrier and keeps going down a side street. They're kidnapping Dr. Fitzsimmons, you scream to the others. You realize the limo driver must be a Cobra agent. Jesus. Let's go get him. Did we not you know. vet these people? The one guy we didn't vet is the guy driving the goddamn car. The guy who is driving the person we're trying to protect. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but you have to go slowly to get through the crowd of shocked onlookers. Several injured people are lying in the street. Wow. And people are trying to help them. It takes forever to get your cycles through the tangle of people. When you finally do, the limo is out of sight. Turn to page 48. How did the limo get around people that a uh, turbo cycle can't? Yep. Uh, the limo seems to have slipped away from you guys, but I'm still tracking it. It's the voice of Ripcord coming through your helmet radio from the skycopter above. Mm -hmm. I bet you guys are thinking Mountain Retreat looks pretty good right about I now. Am. They're heading up Madison Avenue at about 50th Street, and they are moving. You guys better get the lead out. Over. You signal your fellow team members and throw your cycle into overdrive. Cars and taxis squeal out of your way as you blast your way up the avenue at full throttle. Soon, the limo comes into full view as a couple of blocks away ahead. You pull out your auto pistol. Because you're going to shoot at it? Yeah. It would work in normal G.I. Joe cartoons. True. Uh, there are too many people around and too many cars in the way to shoot the escaping limo. Duh. You certainly don't want to take the chance of hitting Dr. Fitzsimmons. Double duh. They're headed to Central Park now. Nice day for a picnic, Ripcord rip reports. It, there won't be a picnic for him when we get there. You scream into the radio. What do they plan to do with Dr. Fitzsimmons in Central Park? Will you get there in time? Turn to page 49. You read... You race up the park drive after the speeding limo. Joggers leap out of the way. The limo smashes through the wooden grandstand set up for a bike race and keeps going right on through. It pulls right into the sheep into sheep meadow, the large grassy area in the center of the park. Oh, there better not be any sheep in that meadow right now. 
Bah, bah, no. the sheep say. That is not in there. Look over there, Spirit yells, a cobra helicopter. The limo screeches to a sudden stop. The back door is shoved open. The mayor, carrying a pistol, forces... The mayor, carrying uh, a pistol, forces Dr. F out of the car. The nice. mayor is obviously an imposter. Nice. A Cobra agent in I a very it. convincing they disguise. They got us. Called it. Nice. The real mayor must be in Cobra's clutches right now. Yeah, he totally called it. Ooh. Your companions leap off their turbo cycles and raise their weapons. Hold your fire, you scream. You might hit Dr. F. Wow, no need to scream, dude. He screams a lot. Uh, that's a very, uh, I don't know. Wait a minute. This is me as a G.I. Joe. <laughs> You hear a loud roar overhead. An army skycopter is landing right next to you. I took the liberty of ordering up some transportation for you guys. You hear Ripcord say through the radio in your helmet, it could be time for a chase scene. Oh, okay. Ripcord might be right. You watch as the limo driver and the fake mayor shove Dr. F into the Cobra helicopter. Suddenly, the scientist dog leaps out of Dr. F's arms and scampers away. Franz, Franz, Dr. F cries. Oh, Franz, Franz, Dr. F cries. What? That was mine. No. Is that Australian again? Oh, Gina. Oh, Gina. The Cobra agents ignore Fitzsimmons' plea to retrieve the dog. The helicopter door closes behind them, and that Cobra chopper lifts off the ground, kicking up a swirl of dirt. Oh Suddenly, Airtight God. runs after the chopper. I'm going to hold on to the runner. I'll be waiting for him when they land. Okay. What? Airtight, you hot dog. You scream. That is a terrible idea. Yep. Ugh. The shot here is of the helicopter and you actually trying to hold airtight back from jumping onto it. Mm-hmm. Guys, we could be knee deep in pot brownies and old and planes, trains, and automobiles and a game of celebrity and at the mountain cabin. Roadblock taking a dump in the only <laughs> yeah. bathroom that then emanates to the rest of the cabin, mind you. And I mean, do you know uh, how much corned beef and cabbage blow torch I was going to say, he probably eats a lot of, a lot of meat proteins, yeah. which makes your poo stinky. Uh, you scream, pulling back airtight. I'll work out the strategy for this operation, and holding on to a helicopter runner is not that. Smart. We got to get that dog back, Mutt yells. I got a feeling that dog's real important, wise guy. Let the rest of the team chase after him in the skycopter, and we'll go get the dog and then catch up. So you got to decide what to do fast. Should you forget about the dog and order all six of you to pursue the kidnappers, or is it possible Mutt is right? Uh, this is why I said your name, Gina. <laughs> Maybe Dr. Fitzsimmons brought the dog along for a reason. If so, you could let Spirit, Snake Eyes, Blowtorch, and Airtight follow the kidnappers while you and Mutt go after the dog. Is this even a question, Gina? This is Gina? not even no. a question. The plans are definitely around that dog's neck. Yep. 100%. So, okay. Page 28. Okay, Mutt, I must be out of my ever-loving mind, but let's go after the dog. You yell over the roar of the Cobra Chopper as it lifts away. The rest of you guys get going after that chopper. They run to the Skycopter. A few seconds later, they lift off in pursuit of the kidnapped scientist. You and Mutt run across the sheep meadow, asking picnickers and sunbathers if they've seen a gray terrier, but no one can remember seeing one. Then suddenly, you see the dog digging in the dirt in front of a metal fence. Quick, you cry to Mutt. If the dog gets under that fence and escapes into the trees, we'll never find him. Franz, Franz, Mutt calls gently. Don't worry, wise guy. I know how to talk to dogs. Franz, here, oh, Franz. Man. Did Mutt eventually become Cesar Milan once he, he retired? Oh, yeah. He became the yeah. dog whisperer. Except yeah. a nicer, n- less mean I don't version. know that Mutt is nice or not mean. And remember, Christmas is a tough time for Mutt. Yeah. People were true. mean to him, and his parents didn't have any time. <laughs> The dog stops his frantic digging and turns around. Mutt keeps talking softly as he approaches. The dog stares back at him without moving. There, I got you, boy. Mutt picks up the dog. The dog licks his face. Yay. You breathe a sigh of relief. Okay, Mutt, you get a soft assignment now. Take Franz back to the pit for safekeeping. I'm going after Dr. F now. Turn to page 50. <sighs> People scramble out of the way as Ripcord brings his skycopter down in the middle of Sheep Meadow. Need a lift, soldier? He yells. You climb into the chopper. Let's get going, you tell him. The Cobra agents have a head start, but we'll catch up with them. You pull a small radio device out of your pocket. I put a transmitter and a microphone on Dr. F before he climbed into the limo. Mm. Let's see what we can pick up. You activate the device. Wait a few seconds. The tracer's working. They're heading north, you say, but the mic isn't picking up anything. Maybe they're just too far away. Ripcord guides the skycopter directly north. After a while, you're flying over thick forest near the New York-Vermont border. Hey, look down there. That's some hotel, Ripcord yells. Maybe it's the hotel. No, that'd be in Ohio. Okay. You look down to see two sheer rock cliffs divided by a wide blue river. Standing on one cliff is a tall fortress of stone and steel. Trees grow almost to the edge of the other. 
You look out at the readout from the tracking device. Cobra's got the doctor in that fortress, you say. I know Cobra has a hidden fortress up there. That place is not going to be easy to crack. That's a safe bet that it, that they've got a hidden fortress because they literally always have a hidden fortress. Fact. Mm-hmm. Where do you want to land, wise guy? We can't float around up here all day. We're likely to get blasted, said Ripcord, his eyes on the gray fortress below. You've got an important decision to make. Do you land on the side of the cliff the fortress is on? Or do you land on the across the river on the side with the trees? If you land on the fortress side, it'd be easier than landing in the trees. But on the other hand, the trees give you cover in case Cobra is expecting you. Do you land on the fortress side of the cliff or the other side where the forest is? I mean, Cobra is definitely expecting you. Mm-hmm. Oh, you would think, right? Like, there's no way they're not. So I guess we got to go for the cover. I guess we got to go for the cover. So you're going to go ahead, and I think that's the right call looking ahead a little bit. Oh, <laughs> we good, go on the good. forest side, page six. I'm getting a radio message from our other skycopter, Ripcord tells you. Come in. Can you tell us your exact location? He listens for a few seconds and then turns back to you. They've landed safely on the forest side. They're waiting for instructions before they proceed against the fortress. Okay, glad they made it, you say. Bring her down on the fortress, forest side, Ripcord. The trees are awfully thick down there, wise guy. It's real risky. Maybe I should land on this bare spot on the edge of the cliff. You must quickly decide how to bring down the chopper. Chopper In the trees, out of view of the fortress, or on the cliff edge where there is a clear area to land? Uh, that second one doesn't sound promising, but also, how do you land a helicopter in the trees? Yeah. It's a good question. Um, in the trees or on the edge? On the edge, I guess. Yeah. On the edge? I don't feel good about this. But yeah. I don't feel good about it either, guys, having oh, looked great. ahead. Ripcord slowly brings the skycopter down on the clear edge, a clear spot on the edge of the cliff. Will the guns of the Cobra Fortress blast you out of the sky and as you land in plain view of the Cobra Stronghold? No. You land without any weapons being fired at you. But as soon as you land, you and your skycopter are blasted to smithereens. Cobra had mined the entire edge of the cliff in case someone would try Ugh. a landing as daring and reckless as yours. <sighs> The end. So let's go back Whoa. and we'll land in the trees. Um, Damn. Land in the trees, that I guess. That was quick and yeah, brutal. We are Cobra dead. Gets rough, we man. are dead. Bring her down in the trees, Ripcord, you decide. We'd be completely out in the open on the cliff edge. All righty, going down, he replies. The trees loom larger beneath you as you descend. The branches are so thick you can't see the forest floor. Down, down. It seems to take forever. Will you crash in the branches? You hold yeah, your breath. This 100% sounds like the uh, rotors are getting caught in the trees. Yeah, Correct. but maybe, maybe, yeah. I bet, I bet the helicopter is ruined and we can't use it to escape, but we still don't die. There's a narrow path between the trees, Ripcord announces. He lands the skycopter safely on the path. Mm. No applause, please, he says, grinning. Just throw money. You both leap out of the chopper, glad to be on solid ground. Blowtorch, spirit, snake eyes, and airtight come running out from the cover of the trees to greet you. They've got Dr. F in the fortress over there, Blowtorch informs you. I know. That's Scottish. Yep. I, uh, for me. He's trying. He's trying, Chan. I put a tracer on him back in New York, you say, fiddling with the radio device. I also put a long-distance bug on him, but so far it's been malfunctioning. You jiggle it a few times and listen. Wait a minute. I'm getting something. You hear Dr. Fitzsimmons' voice from inside the Cobra Fortress. And who's the other voice? The voice questioning Dr. F? Yes. The dog. Yes, Sucker. it is. Cobra Commander himself, <laughs> not the dog, Gina. Their voices are coming in clearly now. How would you even know it's the dog? If you could, This is what you hear. I'm telling you the truth. I don't have the plans with me. I'm a busy man, doctor. I don't have time to listen to such lies. You can search me. I'm not lying. You will not find any plans on me. I'm not going to search you. I'm going to persuade you to tell me the truth. I have some hungry wolves outside, Doctor. You are about to make their acquaintance. I believe they will make you change your story. Storm Shadow, please accompany our guest to the place of honor outside our fortress. <gasps> They're going to torture Dr. Fitzsimmons. That's not torture. That's mm, just straight up murdering. Yeah. You inform your teammates. We've got to get over there fast. Turn to page 86. We've got to be getting towards the end now. Using the trees as cover, you make your way as close to the cliff edge as you can get without being seen. As you watch Storm Shadow, Cobra Commander's notorious ninja bodyguard drag Dr. F to the opposite edge of the opposite side of the cliff and tie him to a pole. Then four snarling wolves are t- brought out on chain leashes. The wolves begin to circle Dr. Fitzsimmons. My goodness. How- this is turning very Game of thrones Yeah. Yeah. How will you rescue him? You think of two strategies. Guys, this could be the crucial final decision. Mm. One, Snake Eyes, who has his own pet wolf, seems to have a rapport with wolves. Perhaps he can use a rocket pack to fly over to the other cliff and quiet the wolves. 
The rest of you can cover him and attack the fortress. Then Snake Eyes, with his ninja training, can deal with Storm Shadow if he has to. Hey, hey, guys, I've got a black friend. So why don't you send me in to uh, to discuss with these Black Panthers? Uh, and maybe they won't uh, they won't uh, attack. Yeah. Oh my god. Or two. Go back up in the skycopters and put on the hang gliders that are stored there. Then hang glide down hang to Cobra's holding Dr. F, blasting away with every weapon you have. Here's the thing. The hang gliders were very were a thing that G.I. Joe really tried to push in the 80s, probably because they're pretty cheap to make uh, merchandise-wise. So, like, uh, you can give them to kids, and uh, that's a cool toy because you can sort of, like, fling it up in the air and it'll, like, sort of fly with a little G.I. Joe on it mm-hmm. uh, in real life. You don't use a fucking hang glider in not military like operations. Not like that. No. Jesus no, Christ. Um, but also, oh, there's a lot of problems with this, guys. Both of these plans have flaws. Yeah. I yeah. will admit. Uh, they're the best we can come up with in the moment. I'm definitely going to go glider, though. You're going gliders? Do you know? Like, I'm playing the, I'm playing the, the game. Mm. There's something really yeah, sexy about right. that snake eyes thing. I don't know. Sending in the, the, with the wolves. That just feels exciting. Now, I will say both of these lead to another fork in the road. So I mean, neither of these is wrong. Okay. I mean, you know I like animal stuff. I don't but, know. Wait, what do you mean by animal stuff? You G- know. Gina, what do you mean by animal stuff? Using animals to fight. Your- Using animals for what, Gina? <laughs> Animal stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going glider. I'll go glider. You go glider. No, no, no. I'm I mean, good you, with glider. If you feel strongly about this, if, if uh, I was tie breaking, I'd go the Snake Eyes Ninja Training route. But I mean, if you guys are both set on glider, we'll go glider. That's no, fine. no, let's do Snake Eyes Ninja Training route. All right. Okay. All right. So Snake Eyes, who has his own, who who, who has black friends, seems to have a rapport with black people. <laughs> That's what I'm getting out of that right there. Strategy one turns to page thirty six. Snake Eyes straps on his rocket pack and checks his machine gun. He's ready to face, you know, the ninja machine gun. <laughs> He's ready to face the four wolves that circle Dr. Fitzsimmons and the cobras who look on gleefully. I don't think there are other cobras. I thought ah, it was just Snake Eyes. Yeah, okay. Well, uh, or Storm Shadow. We'll cover you, Snake Eyes, you say. You and the others check your weapons. Blowtorch is still carrying his flamethrower. I'm going to say if this leads distance. to any of those wolves getting hurt, I'm going to be bummed. Okay. Airtight pulls out some sniper rifles from the skycopter. Oh, yeah, you think? Then disappears back into the skycopter. But you have no time to worry about what Airtight's doing. You watch as Snake Eyes activates his rocket pack and flies straight up into the air. Oh, shit. Begin firing, you yell. That seems very reckless. Yeah. Mm. You've got to start shooting at the Cobras to protect Snake Eyes as he flies over to the other cliff. So covering fire. Wait, Airtight yells, running out with a rocket pack strapped to his back. I ain't afraid of those big doggies. I'm going too. <laughs> he activates his rocket pack and flies into the air. You crazy fool. Oh, you crazy fool. Blowtorch screams. You almost caught her in our fire. It was definitely Scottish. I'm trying, guys. But Airtight cannot hear him. He's right behind. I take my D minus and I pass and I move on to the next class. Good, good. He's right behind Snake Eyes now. They both land on the other side. You continue firing to protect them. One Cobra soldier screams in pain as your machine gun fire finds its target. Another drops him to the ground. Fight on murdering people up in here. Yeah. Storm Shadow has disappeared inside the fortress and the other Cobras are beating a hasty retreat after him. Airtight gets off a few shots, but they escape. The wolves howl, frightened by the weapon fire. Snake Eyes walks right up to them, and as they snarl menacing him, they snarl menacingly at him. They prepare to attack. No. Turn to page 84. No. But Snake Eyes moves quietly towards the wolves. You see him gesture slowly, yes. and they stop snarling. Yes. That's two, that's two <laughs> animal <laughs> encounters for Gina in this one. I'd like My to believe goodness. this could possibly be This ended how I favorite. had hoped it would. I had hoped he had crocodile dundeed them. <laughs> They stare at him in silence as he continues to approach. His movements are as graceful as a dancer's, oh. and to your amazement, the wolves begin to back away from Dr. Fitzsimmons. Oh, now they're friends. Well, I'm going in after Cobra Commander, Airtight yells. No, wait, you scream again. We're outnumbered. Cobra Commander will have to wait until another time. Just, just grab Dr. F and get back up over here. Is that an order or what, Airtight yells back. Should you let Airtight go in after Cobra Commander or stop him and have him help Snake Eyes rescue the doctor? You better decide, qu- decide quickly. Cobra reinforcements are on their way out of the fortress. Do you let Airtight go in or stop him? No one ever catches Cobra Commander, so that's definitely going to lead to death. I 100% uh, uh, agree with you. That seems like the obvious call right here. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's the deal. Looking ahead, yeah, that's a terrible idea. Yeah, I mean, anyone who Hold watches on. the show knows. Is that an is that an ending page? Yes, it is. Should I read it? Read it. Airtight doesn't wait for a reply. As a foolhardy as ever, he rushes into the fortress. He's mm. met by a barrage of rifle fire. He cries Whoa. out, Jeez. then falls, oh, still firing his pistol. God, he's dead. 
Wow. Snake and eyes. They, is and then they bit. rape his corpse. Wow. <laughs> no, because Snake Eyes has untied Dr. Fitzsimmons. He turns towards the fortress and sees the squads of Cobras burst out. They step over the fallen airtight. They are firing automatic rifles. The Cobra weapons are accurate and deadly. Snake Eyes and Dr. Fitzsimmons don't stand a chance, wow. and neither do you and the rest of the Joe team. Your adventure ends in a blaze of rifle fire, in cries of agony and defeat, in a flash, no! in a flash of blinding scarlet, in the all-encompassing darkness. The Scar- end. Scarlet Holy Wedding, you guys. Crap. That was Holy straight crap. up from Game of Thrones. That's business. the darkest shit we've seen yeah. in G.I. Joe. Our just went right for it. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to go ahead and try to stop him here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Airtight, that's an order. You scream... Dr. F, get Dr. F and get Dr. F and get out of there. Get Dr. F, the F, Dr. F out of there, right? Yeah. F the doctor and get him out of there. (laughs) A unit of Cobra soldiers comes running out of the fortress. There's rifles blazing. Airtight spins and fires back at them as Snake Eye struggles to untie Dr. Fitzsimmons. Then, Airtight reaches into his pocket and pulls out a small object. He lights it with a match. Light a match. And he then throws it to the ground. It shoots sparks in all directions. It's a firecracker, a cherry bomb, in fact. The sparks spook the wolves. They spring forward and leap at the Cobra soldiers, who cry out in surprise. As the Cobras fight off their own wolves, Ramsey Bolton style. Yep, that's how it always ends up. Snake Eyes pulls Dr. Fitzsimmons away from the pole. And really, if you're a father, you should be pulling them away from the pole. Wait a minute, are we the doctor's father? Just saying, if if your child ends up on the pole, pull, pull them away from the pole. Oh, man. Up, up, and away, Airtight says quietly as he grabs the scientist. He pushes the button to activate his rocket pack, but can he carry the scientist back to safety? That's a great question. Airtight carries the scientist in one arm as his rocket pack blasts him up into the air. You keep up a cover of rifle fire as Snake Eyes continues to blast away at the Cobras with his machine gun. Made it! Airtight yells as he lands right in front of you. I'm sure that's exactly how he yelled it, too. (laughs) This way, Doctor, you yell as you hurry towards the Skycopter. Snake Eyes, get over here. Snake Eyes then activates his rocket pack and flies over to your side of the cliff, bullets whizzing by his head. He ducks down low and runs into the Skycopter. You close the hatch and lift off the rocket launchers that line the Cobra Fortress. Come alive! They're throwing everything they've got at you now. This is cinematic. But miraculously, both of your Skycopters escape their fire. Turn to page 80. Up. This is it, guys. Mission accomplished. Ripcord calls from his pilot seat. I'm not so sure, Dr. Fitzsimmons says, still shaking from his narrow escape. My dog. Where's my dog? Oh, God. Safe and sound at Joe headquarters, you tell him. Whew. Dr. F smiles. I hid the plans for the Star Raider on Franz. Rescuing Franz was a lot more important than rescuing me. You're either very smart or very lucky. We're a little bit of both, you say. Or how about we just love animals, bitch? Yeah. Yeah, why is it? As I said, mission accomplished. As I said, mission accomplished. George W. Bush style. Ripcord repeats, and now everybody smiles. The end. We and did now it. Everybody smiles. Everybody smiles. That's how it ends. That's, That's how it ends. It's because it's because now, Arl Stein really wanted to just kill everybody, and he was like, "Fine, if you're not we, gonna let me do it, I'm gonna put everybody smiles and close the book." It's Here's the book the version of uh, the, laughter the laughter at the end. Yep, of the right, That's it. Right. Yep. Everybody. Everybody laughs at an uncomfortably long amount of time. <laughs> Uh, we got a good ending. We did not get the last page ending, which we all agree is like the canon ending of the book, right? Sure. But um, but that's it right there. We did it. Huzzah! Okay. You know, all I right. feel like we had some good uh, good energy, good time with that. We don't need to do the mountain retreat. No. Maybe you know what? Maybe mm. we come back at a later time and we and, do the mountain retreat as a simple mini episode. Maybe we do it. <laughs> but for right now, guys, I'm happy with those choices. Okay. Yeah. So, guys, that's it right there. Operation Star Raider by Eric Affaby. La dee dee. One, two, three. He's Eric Affaby. I don't watch enough of this. Is he a wretched semi bee? Demi bee. Half asleep upon my knee or some, some freak? From a menagerie? No, oh, it's Eric, Eric Affaby. Or it's R.L. Stein's pen name. Sure. Play it you out. really got a boat up on your mind. I, I know. I really do. Yeah, there's people at home howling at you right now that you don't know that, that oh, bit. I have no doubt. <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, guys, you know. that's it for a very special bank episode of Knowing is Half the Podcast. Uh, my name is Ray Stacanus. You can find me on Twitter. I am at Almighty Ray. I'm at 999 RPMs. I'm at Gina Ippy. And uh, you'll be back next week. It might be another bank episode. It could be anything. It could be back to our regularly scheduled broadcast. We don't know when this thing's going to air. We could have guests. We could have guests. We could have uh, We could have had... Uh, uh, 
a writer. We could have had one of the voice uh, talents. We could have had Jesus Christ. I mean, yeah. Realistically, yeah. we could have all been killed in a freak uh, airplane That's crash. That's where I was oh, going. Oh, God. That's is this going to be our legacy? <laughs> our gonna, legacy like, is this episode. Yeah. Oh. People are going to be like, well, you want to hear something real weird? Listen to this, these people on this podcast By the predicting way, their own deaths. They're all dead. <laughs> That's really dark, guys. I don't think I like that. I mean, that, we went R.L. Stein ending on that shit. Oh, that, I, get, I got some goosebumps right now. Mm-hmm. Not you mentioned I'm it. afraid to open the door now for fear that a bunch of cobras with rifles will be waiting. Yeah, to take yeah that down. one ending was super dark. Yeah, like, very that's, specific. That's very, too. yeah. Whew. I feel like I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. You know what, an 11-year-old boy? I would have loved that, I'm pretty sure. Oh, it would have been great, right? Yeah. Joe team yeah. gets gunned down. But mm-hmm. you, I would have been horrified. I would have been terrified reading it. <laughs> just sad and just upset. It would have upset me. It upsets me now, actually, now that I mention it. Um, in any case, guys, uh, contact for, uh, we already did that. So you can hit us up on Twitter, at G.I. Joe Podcast. Or knowing is half the podcast uh, is found on Facebook at, oh, I'm failing You're killing so it. Hard. You're yeah. killing it. D minus, guys. That's all I go for. Yeah. No, Facebook.com slash knowing is half the podcast. Give us a like on there. Give us five stars on iTunes because I think we've earned it. You had to listen to my voice a lot this episode, guys. So for Jan- Chan and Gina's sake, I say, uh, uh, for their sake, give us five stars on iTunes. <laughs> They've earned it. Please. Until then, we'll be back with something else next week. I guarantee it, unless we're all dead. Okay, guys, goodbye. find yourself thinking about who would win in a fight between Goku and Superman? Hi, I'm James Gavsey, and on the Who Would Win show, me and my co-host Ray ignore anything important happening in the outside world and debate fictional battles between characters from comics, movies, and video games. We got a new show every week, and almost always, am I the winner? (laughs) Yeah, not true, Ray. In the past, we've discussed such matches as Captain America versus Darth Vader, Solid Snake versus the Iron Giant, classic matchups like RoboCop versus Terminator, and even the Muppets versus Sesame Street. That one was crazy. So if you're a fan of geek culture and love a spirited debate, check out the Who Would Win Show wherever you get your podcasts or check us out at whowouldwinshow.com.